Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to pop culture and media that your girl will most likely drag you to. I am Matt. And I'm Alex. And we, just like this episode this week, this is a no bullshit. We're cutting all the fat. Um, you know, therefore, I have lost 10 pounds because I have some fat to spare. Um, but, uh, you know, it, we got a lot to talk about. Matt wasn't messing around anymore. The producers are still up to their nasty tricks. And uh, there's a lot to cover here. We're obviously talking about episode five. I think it's five. Five of Matt James's season of The Bachelor, based in the most expensive setting in the history of the show. Um, and also with the youngest, most immature, mean girls. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> hey, Alex. Good, good. Can I can I just say first and foremost, I'm really bummed actually that we didn't get to see Ben Higgins this episode. <laughs> I just don't think we've seen enough of Ben Higgins in the Bachelor franchise. I, I, I don't think we're remiss without saying that he launched his book yesterday when the show was filming or airing. So he was still a part of the atmosphere. Um, his, book, his book is um, trying to find connection when everyone thinks they know you. People would know you less, Ben, if you stopped showing up on our TVs, and you could probably connect a little bit easier, because when you keep coming on as the resident expert on finding love when you didn't even do it yourself, it's time for you to sit down and for Sean's phone to ring and for him to come. Yeah, yeah. Kind of interesting, too. I don't, I mean, I sent you a tweet thread from Dylan um, talking about all the, he's fed up and he's doing all, he's talking about all the things that the producers do um, to manipulate the show. And then Sean Lowe and Catherine on their Instagram last night during the show got fed up and, and Sean Lowe was talking about what the producers made him do. Oh, snap. During the season. And it's weird that you have one of the biggest bachelor villains of all time in Victoria, you know, acting the way that she is. And there's, extreme disdain for producers mm-hmm. you know like i we sent out a ton of tweets this week this episode and the ones that made fun of certain characters didn't hit very well but the ones that talked about the producers exploded so yeah. it goes to show that there's a sentiment right now against the producers especially with all their you know rachel Lindsay reading all these anti-bullying messages and then you had someone else come out and talk about the bullying they receive and then the, they just allow bullying to happen on their tv show well yeah and, and i just it's interesting because it's kind of a it's kind of a commentary on just what's happening like globally i feel like there's this big disdain for the powers that be right you've seen people getting mad at their governors people getting mad at their governments you got people getting mad at wall street now and now there's this and you have this like it's like the I wouldn't call it the trendy thing. I think people are just fed up of people in power running things the way they want to run it. And I feel like it's just kind of trickled down to, believe it or not, the bachelorette and the bachelor. (laughs) So, because why do you think there'd be this explosion of like anti-producer sentiment? I don't know. This makes me very concerned for watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse with my kids next week, because if it's down to the bachelor, the next step down is how Mickey Mouse runs his clubhouse. (laughs) Miska, Muska. (laughs) Miska, Muska, Miska Russian. Um, he's a hey, yeah, we, we gotta watch how he get our butt suit over this. Oh no! <laughs> oh no, Mr. Mouse! 
Um, <laughs> First of all, we, we're getting way too deep without getting too deep into our beers. Uh, what do you good point. So from, I'm drinking from, um, gosh, there's a Bender Portland. Probably Bend. That's my bet. I don't know what you're, you're going to say. I'm drinking Deschutes. It was just oh. from Bend, Oregon. I've been to the Deschutes Brewery in Portland, um, but I'm drinking a Fresh Squeeze IPA. It's, really, it's, a, it's a really good beer, 6.4% alcohol, really smooth. I used to tell everyone that it was brewed in lemonade. Turns out I was completely lying about that. I think now you told I, me it was brewed in lemonade. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, I tell a lot of people that because it, I'm like, oh, it's something different. But um, it's the hot profile that gives it a lemony taste. It's not brewed in lemonade because it says here on the bottle, uh, no fruit was harmed in making of this beer. So I don't know what to believe. my entire life. I don't. I don't know what to believe anymore. Anything that's come out of your mouth now. Dude, I'm in that's sales. I'm just trying to. Get, I'm trying to influence you to act. <laughs> that was one of the first truths you told me. <laughs> it's a foundational existence of our relationship. Yeah, it's well, on I, the fact that that you you sold me on a lemonade brewed beer that didn't, <laughs> didn't actually happen. So we'll deal with this off air. You know. Yeah. But um, I, I'm drinking uh, Avery Brewing Company Bug Zapper straight out of Boulder. Uh, it's a sour ale uh, with lime zest, ginger, and mint. It's one of my favorites. It's a limited release. And every time we get into kind of like the late winter, early spring time, I usually am scanning the shelves looking for this stuff. So if you get Avery Brewing where you're at around the country, hopefully be on the lookout for Bug Zapper. Sour ale, 6% ABV. Lime zest, ginger, and mint, and boy, is it delicious. Just listen to that snap, crackle, and pop right here. Oh, so mm. good. So mm. good. Did you just say Avery time at this time of year? Is it Avery? Every, or every, Avery time or every time at this time of year? Well, I could use both and I'd be right. But that, a- that... Avery releases this every okay. time this year gotcha okay so this this beer gives me a little bit of ptsd because you invited me over to stain your fence once and that's what you said <laughs> i have beer and all you had was bug zappers and it was a 100 degree day and we were drinking sours spraying your fence we're getting high and, and drunk at the same time we were we were not we were not uh, wearing protective face face wear when we were spraying this uh this, uh, this stain we did everything wrong but <laughs> That's usually, our, that's usually job, our first project, yeah. And the job got done, right? So I still count it as a win in my book. Absolutely. Well, oh. cheers to you, bud. Cheers. Congratulations. You just uh, belted up. I don't know. What do you call it? Jiu-jitsu. Promoted. Promoted. Yeah. So I went from sucking really bad to sucking in style. A little less. Yeah, <laughs> which is good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it. Um, so... Something to drink for. Exactly. Um, that's why I work out to drink. So um, the episode starts out with a very weird scene where uh, Kit and Victoria are walking down a path and they just so happen past uh, Ryan, who I didn't even remember from last episode, but Ryan the dancer. Yes. Um, and Britt. And they have this very strange, not going to talk to each other while we pass each other well, deal. Well, also, like, since when did, like, jog walking get back into, like, vote? Did I, did I miss, did I miss something in the, the workout sphere that says, like, that's the new rage? Two pairs of, of girls jog walking? I, or I guess speed walking, really. But, I don't know, that, that threw me off to begin with. And then, yeah, and then they pass by Victoria and 
Who is MJ? Who's walking with with Victoria? A kid. Kit. That's right. And you know, Victoria uses her number one favorite word to describe other girls is disgusting. They're disgusting. She's they're disgusting. The cognitive dissonance of this episode was insane. Profound. Yeah. It, it, it was. I mean, it, I, I, you talk about you know, like the powers to be and the and the pushback we're getting everywhere right now with people, Wall Street politics or whatever, but cognitive cognitive dissonance right now in America is at an all-time high. And I feel like I feel like this episode demonstrated with Victoria, MJ, Anna, I mean, like it is at an all-time high. And it really makes me sound like I'm a baby boomer, but it's like I'm I'm afraid for the future. Because mm-hmm. most of these girls are the next generation and these people are the next generation and they don't know how to formulate thoughts or, you know, or understand that their point of view isn't always right. Well, you know, we're in this world now of, of living your truth. This is, this is the byproduct of living out your quote unquote truth, in my opinion. So. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And cognitive dissonance is defined as the state of having incons- inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. So, you know, you have, you have, you know, Victoria, like, I've been nothing but nice, and the house loves me. Yeah. It's so sad when I'm gone. And, you know, like, Anna's like, I made one bad mistake, and I'm gone. It was an out-of-character decision. When there's video footage of her loving every moment when she's just flapping her mouth. Yep. And that's where I, I liked, um, you know, it looks like MJ is going to live to fight another day, but I don't know if you noticed, but every time Anna was running her mouth, oh, MJ was right, right by her side being a part of it. I'm actually surprised that her name didn't get brought up sooner at that night when Matt was getting rid of girls that were part of this and that were bad influences on the rest of the group. Yeah, like I- she was right there with it. Like, just just stirring the pot further and i'm I'm really surprised that her name didn't get mentioned earlier mj mj's a odd character i mean i've never seen a fall from grace so fast like i did with mj i mean you know i saw other people feel the same sentiment on twitter but it's like mj i liked the first episode a lot yeah and then she just got meaner and grumpier and you know she wasn't what she say spreading peace love and harmony you know, she like, kept repeating that. Like, is that what you tell yourself every day? Like, to hold your story up? Because, like, again, like, yeah, we both liked her walking into this. And then you started seeing her associate with the wrong crowds and really becoming part of that, that bully scene. And I guess, you know, Varsity versus JV, which, like, at the, the grand whole scheme of this thing, I'm like, dude, it's so stupid. First of all, just shut up. But, like, but secondly, like, it's just kind of like, but you're still partaking in this and actually creating a not so comfortable environment. It's like, these girls are here to do the same thing you are. Like, I, I, I she was disappointing. And I'm really sad because I really liked her starting out. I was like, oh, like, she's one of my favorites. And I'm really, I don't know, man. She's, she's, she's turned a new leaf. And I, you know, I, I'm glad that Matt started just dropping the hammer. Because basically what he did is he hit the reset button oh, yeah. and said, we're going to do all of this the right way, or at least the way he wants it, which is, Everyone's going to treat each other with respect. We're all going to respect this process, and we're going to we're going to hopefully come to a, a, a good conclusion. <laughs> for me, so yeah. and then MJ quickly turned into like B Rabbit, and you know, like 
I'm going to attack you before you attack me. And I'm being like, it was bizarre. She gave Anna this really strange pep talk um, when Matt was talking to Brittany. <laughs> I thought that was and a little strange too. I had to watch it twice because, and I still don't really understand what she was trying to get across, but she has to go say something. And Anna's like, I'm going to go say something. And Anna goes, stands by the fireplace and Matt has to go get her. It's like, you know, like they're like, <clears throat> who are they pumping up? Like, you know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to go talk to him. You should do that. I'm going to do that. Oh my gosh, you so are. I'm so brave like i'm wondering if i'm wondering if, again maybe yeah maybe that was a production thing or maybe she's gonna go walk on and go oh no no, don't worry matt's gonna come get you you know it might have been a situation like that so i don't just know my it, thought. Was, it was bizarre I and mean, what did you think about anna's apology do you, and like do you think she was apologizing for getting caught or do you think she was really remorseful i mean i mean yes and no i think if you know that you've done something that Let's, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Let's say this was out of her character and that everything that she did and the, the rumors that she spread came out of fear and insecurity and that wasn't part of her character, right? So I'm going to assume the best, right? Because we don't know Anna that much other than that was her time to shine on the show and she immediately left after that. So I'm going to assume the best that that was out of character for her. I liked how he sent her home. I liked the words that he said, but you could tell he was speaking slow enough where he was listening to what they he had to say yeah you know yeah, yeah. i just don't see my future with someone that would do that mm-hmm. which i thought was a right right call it really yeah. was it was and, but then he should have done that with um victoria too when ryan said that victoria called her a hoe and that hoe is a really hard word to hear i personally think it's horrible and um you know again a joke flies right by you alex <laughs> Well, I caught the pun. I caught the pun. But thank you. Yeah, thanks. For I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just getting back at you for all of those, the, all the hard times you gave me on the media scale. Let's, I'm just, I'm just getting you back one by one. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> we got a lot of time. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of baking up to do then. You do for a lot of punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Currently. <laughs> um, but, but I'll say this. Assuming that that again, this is these are things that were out of character. Have you ever done something that was out of your character, and immediately regret it? the second somebody discovers it or calls you out on it. I think that's what was taking place. Oh. I think that's also, when, when all the other girls started apologizing, all the new girls were like, isn't it funny how Matt sends one girl home immediately over this and all of them start apologizing if they misunderstood, right? And so I, I, can, see their, I can see the new girls' callousness towards their apologies because of the timing of it all. But I think that there is a certain element and that's, that's why I say half and half, right? That's why I think it's a yes and no because part of it is like, if it was out of character, like I know I shouldn't have done that and I'm sorry, right? The other part of it is crap, I better cover my butt before I get before Matt comes over and lets me go. I've already apologized. We're good. We're all fine. But that was weird. Yeah. I mean like, sorry I took your crown. It just looked better on me and you know, it, it was never malicious. It's, it's like... And in my opinion, that confirms Victoria knew what she was doing was not right. Because of how she immediately starts picking out things. Like, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about that. It's like, why now? You would, if this had never come up, you wouldn't have said Jack to these girls. I, I'm really concerned about Victoria because I really think in her head she didn't do anything wrong and she was all those good things for Matt. Um, you know, like, <clears throat> what did I say? Literally everything was going perfect. I was the perfect person to be his wife. And then when Matt came over, he said, I admire your attention on this issue. 
it's like, like, is, I guess she's getting attention. So I mean, she admires the attention on her. Um, and then be, she took Ho out of context. And I, I, yeah. I, I well, which, liked how Beth stopped and he's like. Best line in the Bachelor history ever was him being like, in what context would that ever be right? <laughs> I was wondering that too. I was because I was in my head. I was thinking that I was like, "What is a hoe calling someone a hoe?" Like taking out of context. Yep. Unless she was in the garden. <laughs> yeah, using a, a far, uh, you know, an old farming tool. She was trying to. She was trying to till the soil, and she didn't have. <laughs> so she became a hoe, and she did it with her hand. I mean, with that's the only context I think that would work. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think. I think it was a. Uh... Yeah, I think that's one of the best lines ever in the, in the history of The Bachelor made by any Bachelor being like, he just, he, he's not willing to be like, oh, okay. Like he actually thinks about what's being, like you can tell Matt's a listener. Matt listens to what people say. Yeah. He actually thinks about it. He processes. He's like, yeah. oh, okay, well, she's sorry. Oh, like I'm, I must be, she, she misunderstood it. No. In what context is calling somebody a hoe ever like tell me what the context was then because i'm missing something santa yeah ho 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 yeah <laughs> yeah bingo yeah santa um well the only thing i didn't like is that matt throws katie under the bus for no reason like when katie approached me and then all of a sudden victoria's yeah. like katie's a loser she's the one that's toxic not me i'm like <laughs> oh no <laughs> Right when Matt said that, I'm like, "Oh, he let her name slip, Matt. You know you're 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 giving her a bad hand right now, dude." Yeah, it's like, like I'm gonna sacrifice her to the to the mean girls, her to the wolves. Yeah. Um, but then Victoria goes outside, starts talking loudly to the producers about how everyone sucks. Um, <laughs> Katie is disgusting. We've known that for weeks now. Um, well, again, know. every girl's disgusting outside of her, so losers she calls them um but uh anyways he gives he gives uh the roses to two new girls first which you know i was like ooh, that's symbolic and then the girl's like i saw the symbolism in it i'm like okay i'm, I'm okay i'm paying attention enough mm-hmm. um and then victoria mari catalina and lauren go home i felt bad for mari but on the bright side she has nuts to eat on the plane ride home because she won the squirrel, she won the squirrel reel. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was her grand prize um, and the trophy. She's got the trophy. So she'll, I could just see her in her middle seat with her, um, with her trophy with the nuts in the middle, just sobbing as she's crunching some peanuts. <laughs> Something I think it was the the amount of coverage she got early on in the show, like back in like the first two episodes. I thought she would have gone farther because I'm like, oh okay, I see. I'm seeing a lot of her in the first couple episodes. So yeah. I was kind of shocking for me to see that they get they sent her home. I was too, um, but Matt, Victoria went. <laughs> Victoria got sent let's, home. Let's talk she, about her her graceful exit. <laughs> yeah, exit gracefully is part of it. No, I'm not gonna hug him. Yeah, <laughs> she said, "What is? What was her exact quote?" It's something like, "Oh, I saw." She said, "Matt's a jester, and I'm still a queen. I'm yeah. not dating another Matt," which is fantastic for me. I mean, I felt relieved. You know, I, I just, you know, what kind of, what kind of Sith is this dealing in absolutes? I will never date a Matt. <laughs> it's like, okay. Perfect. I, I mean, you know, what they say, like 30% of the population between the, you know, born between 85 and 92's name is Matthew. I mean, everyone just went on this huge sigh of relief. I think it cooled the, cooled the global temperature a few degrees. 
<sighs> so <laughs> a collective sigh of relief was heard around the world. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. You know, the shot heard around the world, the sigh of relief heard around the world. Um, but then she refused to hug him. Like, no. And she's like, something like, you're making a terrible, I forget what she said. Like, she said something like, you're making a terrible mistake to believe in life. I feel sorry for you is what she said. Yeah. Believing in hearsay and not coming to the truth. And that's like, what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, which I think is hilarious. It's, well, I, just, you know, I just love that. I bet you, because Matt's in this position with a statement like that, what do you say? Right? But at the same time, it's kind of perfect that he gave her no response. <laughs> he just let her walk away. Just... I would have said, don't let the door hit you on the vagina on the way out. <laughs> Leave. Like, I don't know. Like, she, he didn't want her there anyway. The producers picked her to stay. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there, she there was, was like the last rose for like the last three episodes. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, they had the production literally had to put a you know how I did, we used to look at the bathing suit covers that they would superimpose over the thong under bathing suit. They'd make it like a yes. granny panty. They yes. did that over, did you see this? Did I send it to you? No. They did it over her You're dress. You're so good because, at catching these things. Because her boob was falling out. I'll show you the picture oh, no. over the Zoom. <laughs> well, wait, maybe you did send that to me. Wait, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell if that was a, that that was Look closer. touched up. Look closer. She wasn't wearing a bra. Well, I know that. I know that. But mm-hmm. hold on, I, I got to see this on my phone because you did send that to me. I'm sorry. She will be missed. But, um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Rachel then gets a one-on-one, and I hate these shopping these shopping um, dates because it's like every girl's dream, but every dude's nightmare. I mean, literally. You know, Matt twirled her a few too many times for me to think that he's actually enjoying this. I mean, like, yeah. how many times have you been shopping with your wife and then she comes out and you're like, "Let me twirl you for a second. Uh, you're you're on your phone. You're you're looking up memes on Instagram. Um, you know, and then and then he said, you know, like, you know what that dress needs? A good pair of shoes. Words a man has never said that wasn't <laughs> selling the shoes. You know, it's like. You know, it's like, I've never worn shoes that were more than $40. I'm like, what? Time to leave Payless. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I, I'm not even bougie. And I, I don't think I have a pair of shoes. My sandals are like 70 bucks. Well, now, now granted, we're not talking, we're not talking about, you know, we're not the people that are buying thousand dollar pairs of shoes though, either. No. So you and I buy a nice pair of dress shoes for our business purposes. Those might be, you know, 300 to 500 if they were a really nice pair. Oh, dude, I don't spend more but, than 90. See? So, again, dress so let's, let's just be clear. This girl, again, maybe she's, well, who knows? Maybe she's, maybe she's like a Vans girl and all she buys is like the really original, like, like deck, you know, deck shoe Vans that are 40 bucks. So, Vans are expensive. They, they have gotten there because they know they can charge it now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Vans from like 95? The original, the original, like, like 90, the original top siders though, they're probably like 50 or 60. Oh, right? we, need to, we need to Google that. There's no uh, way that. I will look. I will look. Okay. Well, Keep us anyway, rolling. Anyway. We've gone down enough. We've gone down enough. Down 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 I, I need to know. <laughs> I need to know because vans are super expensive. Um, but uh, anyway, she walks back in with all the bags and then all of a sudden everyone's like heart drops. And it's, you know, it, uh, all the girls keep looking at her, you know, like, uh, 
who and then there's one girl that keeps saying i'm over it i'm over it i don't know who it is but she keeps <laughs> saying like i'm over it in in even the preview for next week it's like i'm over it i'm curious who that is because that person needs to go immediately um rachel and matt go to dinner the dinner's kind of boring um they talk about how they had each other's eyes rachel drops a non-committal l-bomb i think i'm starting to maybe fall in love with you a couple girls do that this episode which i thought was a bit early but that's just me and then matt reaffirmed her though and he drops an l-bomb as well yes which the producers had to be pissed about right Uh, but anyway, he gives her the rose, um, and she's clearly the front runner now. Um, what did you find out on the bands? I just sent it to you. $39.99, punk. Got Seriously? you. $39.99 for like the original classics. I'm telling you. It says 20% off, though. <laughs> What's that price say, Matt? <laughs> What's that price say? $39.99, I win. Or four payments of ten dollars. <laughs> okay. Well, you can you can we'll do call, that. Nowadays. We'll call it a push. Okay. Okay. Because there's still shipping, and then there's tax, it's, which pushes it over forty. <laughs> Retail prices. Um, we gotta get that uh, girl on our, on our show and ask her what forty dollars shoes she buys. Please, yes. That's my biggest question. Rachel, if you're listening, which I'm pretty sure you are, uh, let us know slide into our dms um anyway uh then there's this farm date because matt grew up on a farm um and uh Jesenia made a really bad pun about chickens yes um about mj being chicken um yeah and then well, mj broke- mj doesn't you know she's treating it like you know she's a uh, chris pratt in, in, in jurassic world <laughs> blue we're not gonna have a problem here now, Blue. Hold, 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 you know, force pushing them away. You know, so. <laughs> um, uh, and then Matt throws an egg at MJ, then shows his forty speed as he sprints out through the barn, and then he immediately goes to make out with Piper, which I didn't understand because I've never seen him talk to each other before. Um, but he starts making out with Piper, and then MJ sees that and is very awkwardly standing there, and then like is being loud enough so they can hear. Yeah. yeah yet not leaving um i don't know it, it was it was a it was a whole lot of nothing for a group date i'll say that much and then michelle has a complete mental breakdown um because she had a one-on-one right off the bat and she doesn't like this group date thing yeah um and then all the girls were pissed because the card didn't say farm on it and they would have dressed differently yeah. um it just said Love's messy or something like that, right? Is that what it said? I, I, they love, should have love can be messy. or I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, excuse me, but um, <laughs> I don't know. This they hold as much shit in the episode as they did this date. So I think uh, I think it's I think it's brilliant because they did talk about or one of the girls mentioned something. It might have been Jasenia or something, being like, "I love how Rachel gets this bougie dress, you know, like shopping spree date, and where you're shoveling shit." Yeah, <laughs> it's like so good. That was uh, that was pretty funny. Um, and then they go to dinner or cocktail hour, I guess. Uh, Chelsea is wearing a jacket that looks like she killed a polar bear. Um, yeah, it was a huge white fluffy jacket. And then um, then she had a good talk and they kind of kiss, but 
I don't think Matt's really feeling it. And then Abigail talks about how our kids might be deaf and the dad left. And then Matt um, comforts her by saying his dad left too. He didn't really address the deaf item. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he said he can commiserate because his dad left. Uh, props to Abigail for being bold and being real. I mean, I was rooted in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt James is wearing a purple sweater. Um, <laughs> super. That, purple that sweater. reminds you of what? <laughs> it, it just makes me wonder where Grimace is because no one's seen Grimace in a while. And, um, and that, that sweater looks like it's about nine years old. <laughs> it it kind of does, yeah. And Grimace didn't really have a purpose. So, I mean, if he's been repurposed into a sweater, then, I mean... It's just a, it's a very it was a very odd purple color. Recycling's all the rage these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we hate to see what happened to the hamburger or Mayor, or Mayor McCheese. Um, oh yeah, but, there's, uh, there's some there's some there's some big deep theories. We got some real real nasty theories Matt and I have about that purple sweater. Apparently, what where does Grimace fit into it? I thought he was always like a tainted McNugget. Like, well, what is he? <laughs> He was he's the McNugget that never got preservative. <laughs> Literally, I thought he was a McNugget of some short sort. I always thought he was like a, he was like a Happy Meal toy. Uh, and why is he? Because Grimace is a negative connotation. He's a, pur- he's a purple potato. Basically, is what he is—a velvet purple potato. <laughs> and how did the hamburger never rot, like kidnap Mayor McCheese? I mean, he's literally the biggest uh, a hamburger or cheeseburger. Yeah. Mayor yeah. McCheese is a hamburger. I mean, he's the, he's literally like the hope diamond of 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 the che- hamburglers, like uh, you know, criminal race. He's, he's the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, can, can we talk about since we're talking about outfits? Can we talk about when Matt showed up for his one-on-one with Kit? Or how about yeah? What about Kit? What about Kit? Her outfit. I mean, she well, opened the door and she was looked like she was Corella Deville and. In someone in a, in, a, in, a, in a serial well, killer. Well, it's because she's into fashion. Her mom is a fashion designer. Did you know that? What? Yeah. So she comes from like fashion royalty, apparently. That sounds like a really my, tough life. My uh, the toughest. Good thing she has the kitchen. Good thing she has the kitchen. Because all all that had to be mentioned was uh, the thought that they might have a, a dinner where they're or a, a date where they're going to be cooking together. And boy, did she, she deep burden down pretty fast, man. She broke down real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, I know that she's not going to connect with a lot of people on that. I mean, she's like, my life is like Gold Bentley's, which I think she's missing a comma because a Gold Bentley does not make a ton of sense. You know, unless one actually exists, and then that's real fu money. <laughs> so I wonder if she said like, she would say like gold and Bentleys, missing a comma and a, or an ampersand. Well, and isn't she like nineteen or something? She's twenty. She's not I that think. old. Twenty one. Okay, so she's the heiress to a fashion. Well, she's actually got her own fashion lines too. So, she, which again, that's why she's marketed as an entrepreneur. But like, think about it. She's the heir to a fashion dynasty. She's got mm. her own fashion lines already, living in New York City. She's making buku bucks. She's not. She's not really a relatable character. <laughs> Let's just say that she's she's the point zero one percent. We're not talking about one percent. We're talking about point zero one percent. And her 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 crocodile tears. <laughs> I'm sorry, not. I just don't. You want to hear my biggest issue with? There's. I have two issues with Kit. Okay. Her fashion sense. No, no. I'm not oh. even going there. That'd be rude. 
first and foremost, she short arm she short arms him when she's feeding him cookie dough. Like he goes in for he goes in for a bite and he can't reach it, and she doesn't extend her arm out to his mouth. She just holds it still, and he has to he like he goes like eighty, then he goes an additional yes. twenty. Yes, so break his back to get to it. She didn't she didn't she didn't extend his her arm out or or give him the spoon. She holds it at the same angle to where he literally like in hitch he, he goes ninety and she's supposed to go ten. Yeah, and, and she just sits there. So he go and he went the full hundred. It says never to do. So um, I noticed that. Secondly, I don't like how they're trying to make her a good person now. You know, yes. she she was part of that Mean Girls crew. She yep. was the one that said, "I never want to see your face again." Yep. She's yep. not. She's not a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, I have to go back to that date because we digressed a little bit in a good direction because it progressed forward. But Matt was wearing. Yes. drywall colored sweater oh. with a matching drywall colored jacket with drywall colored pants and he's talking about how he needed to look fashionable for kit on the day because he knows that she's you know into fashion stuff i thought so you pick basically off white cool man and then and there then he's he's wearing like powder like baby a little bit darker than that almost like whoopee cushion pink if you can picture it Whoopee cushion pink, like Reeboks. And I'm like, what? Who put this outfit together? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure the second he he ran met up with Kit, she in her mind, she goes, It's all right, I can fix it. I can go shopping for him. (laughs) That guy. (laughs) Whoever is the costume stylist this season needs to be fired. We get it. It's fall. You don't need to wear a turtleneck every every episode in a jacket. You don't need to do that. And then, or or short sleeve sweaters? What is this? <laughs> Literally, I, it, I've never. I don't know if that's Franco or it was the other guy that looked like the pink whoopee cushion and Rachel's date. I don't know who's dressing these people. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, they're a hard pass. <laughs> um, Kit gets a rose because the she tells Matt her secret ingredient for chocolate chip cookies is chocolate chip. Chocolate chips. And yep. he thought that was hilarious. Um, yep. Yeah, lowbrow humor, I guess. If, if I were, if I were Matt, I would have like just made her really uncomfortable. Like, really, I thought it was love, and then just be dead quiet, just see how she responds. <laughs> Probably think he like jizz in the bowl or something. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what? Um, okay. Uh, and then there's a surprise two on one between Jacinia. At least Jacinia stepped up and said, I said your name. And then all of a sudden, MJ got all chirpy about it, um, talking about how she preaches harmony and peace. Um, and then Jacinia says there's three MJs, um, you know, MJ on camera, MJ off camera, and MJ up around the girls. So, which um, I feel like there's always one of those every season, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. That's kind of how the episode ends. Um, this is Romancing Our Stones. Um, we are your male survival guide to, to these types of things. So we give a stones rating um, to demonstrate uh, how good the episode is or not. We each have two stones to give. Naturally. I combined the, uh, the first part <laughs> and the yeah. latter part. Um, tired, man. Changing um, the script on us? Yeah. You're, this is what happens when Matt improvises everybody. <laughs> I improvise the whole time. I know. <laughs> Um, anyway, we each have two stones to give. 
Naturally. Uh, two stones means you enjoy the episode. Zero stones means an act of castration is preferable to watching this episode. Uh, we talked a lot about bachelor fatigue last week. So, <clears throat> what, Alex, what do you, what do you think? Um, I'm, I'm actually going to give this one two stones. And it's, it's purely for selfish reasons. I've been dying to watch Victoria go home. So that was already a stone. Um, I liked the fact that Matt sent home the people that were causing problems. Not all of them yet. He still has some more, you know, he still has to take out the trash a little bit, but um, took care of the major ones, uh, which, I was, which I was very happy about. And then also just that, again, that quote that he had, or, you know, or that, that statement he had when uh, Victoria said that it was taken out of context and he just called her out and he goes, in what context would that ever be okay? <laughs> so I just saw a lot of things. Again, it's a selfish two stones, but I saw a lot of stuff I wanted to see. It yeah. was like from that perspective. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to give it two stones. I'm going to give it two stones too. I actually enjoyed this. And for as much as I was bitching last week, uh, you know, it, it kind of like, it's kind of like WandaVision, you know, this watching that show that's more guy am oriented. You know, you have to watch a couple of setup episodes to have a really good one in the middle, I guess. And I think that seeing how terrible these girls are, actually watching, watching them get chopped and then like, um, you know, you see the fire that, Ka- that Katie sets grows and all of a sudden it extinguishes the people that need to be extinguished. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, but then Jasenia starts a fire. But, you know, it's like, it's, it's interesting to see people reap what they sow. I mean, that's still pretty boring in my, my book. Um, I think he's a good guy, but I think that he's, I actually feel bad for him. I feel like the producers are, are totally screwing them over. But, they're, driving, um, they're driving the bus, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of tough. I mean, I wonder what a season of The Bachelor would be if there was, like, no drama. You know, no manufactured drama where people actually got, they just focused on making everyone fall in love with them and then see them be brokenhearted when they get sent home. Like, that'd be an interesting turn of the show. Rather than the it, it makes it makes me wonder if viewership would go up or down. I don't know. They should try it. I thought like Claire's season, we got both of that because once Claire's season ended, all the guys got along. They were all good dudes mm-hmm. towards the end. So who knows? I like that a little bit more. But um, you heard it. Two stones from Alex. Two stones from me. That's four stones. It's an episode that you should watch. Like with first, your girl. I feel like it's the first four stone rating for a Bachelor Bachelorette show we've had in a while. I would, I would, I would say, I would agree with you that on that. So make sure you watch that. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at RO Stones Guys, on Instagram at RO Stones Guys, on YouTube at RO Stones Guys. If you want to be a guest host on the show, my Zoom money is burning in my wallet here. So if you could please step up and tell me that you want to do that. Um, would you be interested to get a therapist on here to, to psychoanalyze? Oh, hell yeah. Because okay. I would love to see if my like, two cent carny psychiatry is actually in line with a professional we'll see what we can do um thanks for everyone for listening we had the best month that we ever had in january um it means a lot to us keep sharing subscribing rating all that good stuff liking uh we appreciate you and we look forward to talking to you soon y'all have a good night